Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast, where hunters new and old come to learn and find inspiration from stories of hunts gone by. Everyone is welcome to enjoy the outdoor way of life, and there is no better time to start than right now. So let's head into the great outdoors with your host, Dylan Ray. All right, guys, welcome to Bear Archery's Hunting 101 podcast. I've got two familiar voices on on the line, and we are coming to you somewhat live from the Pope and Young Convention here in Reno. We are going to, uh, it, it, I say somewhat live because basically we're recording this and then I'm immediately going to throw it out to the world to hear. And so we're here live in Reno at the Pope and Young Convention. I've got Jason Roundsville from Pope and Young, and I've got Chris Parrish from Bear Archery. Gentlemen, how are you? Doing great. Awesome. Glad to be here. Now, we are... So basically, this is what's exciting, and Jason gave me kind of permission to to run with it. So Pope and Young is about to unveil something big, um, just kind of a, a <laughs> from the ground up a new Pope and Young. And so we, as Pope and Young, are, are rolling this out uh, to the general public, and you guys on the Bear Archery podcast are the first to hear about it. And so, uh, w- unless you're here at convention, unless you're in person at convention, you're the first to hear about it. So I've seen it. Yes. What do you think about it? I love it. What What do you think about the new brand? Love it. You like the logo? I love the logo. It excellent. looks excellent. Um, I, in fact, walked by and looked at some of the shirts and stuff uh, just a while ago. So I uh, figured because I'm with Bear, maybe a shirt well, before J- the end of the Jason said you know, if you day. give him a shirt. I know a guy. You know I a know guy? A guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, I might know one, too. Yeah. Jason <laughs> said he needs a Bear shirt, and you can get a Pope and Young shirt. Well, I'll have yeah. to send him a Bear shirt, but I can sure make that happen in pretty short order. He said I'll even autograph your shirt for you. Yeah, I, I, I don't hey. want to deface the value. You know, <laughs> I carry a Sharpie for just that reason. Black, right? Go, yeah. Goes good on black shirt. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jason Roundsville, Executive Director at Pope and Young. You guys have heard him on the show before. Uh, Chris Parrish, um, Product manager. Product manager on the traditional side of things at Bear Archery and Cajun Bow Fishing. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and crossbows. Yeah, you had to mention that. Well, I've got to. It's yep. part of your job title. Yep. Uh, now, we won't mention it on the Pope and Young podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, hey, which, everybody's got a reason, you know. Um, I think anything that gets people out hunting is positive. Yeah, absolutely. And we're actually going to, we'll, we'll dive into that. We will. Pope and Young's kind of new. I don't want to say new stance, but but new ideas towards just, just clearing some stuff up. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think it's been long awaited. Yes. In fact, it's it's yeah. Some people are are so awaiting it that they're just throwing guesses out at what it's going to be. So. Yeah. A couple articles. Put <laughs> yeah. Out. We had, we had some excitement last night. Articles were popping that uh, 
may not have been, you know, factually based. So yeah, they didn't quote either of us in it, so we're good. <laughs> no, <laughs> so that's the first thing I checked is to make sure they hadn't quoted me. I'm like, I don't rec- I I did not talk to that guy, so yeah. I'm in the clear. But so before we dive in, let me give a quick shout out to our friends over at Nexus, the powerhouse of Scentlock, Oz, Scent Blocker. Those guys are absolutely fantastic. Um, good friends of Pope and Young as well. Very good friends. We, so, we really uh, appreciate those guys. So go check them out um, because between all their brands they have something for everyone so uh, i personally am a scent lock guy but uh the blocker line is is incredible as well so so whatever your your niche is they've got something for you uh jason tell me a little bit about the new pope and young well it's uh, just to make sure we're still pope and young this is our 60th anniversary we're maintaining who we are but we have a renewed focus and some renewed energy. You know, we, we looked at it and some of the things that, that we've been done, we've taken some heat for being a little bit old school on some stuff. And and we've had some things that we've been known for that, you know, complicated structures, membership structures and things like that. So we're not going away from that, but we are doing a lot of things, making some good decisions at the board level to, to simplify things, to be more inclusive. We... We are taking a stand. We have the new three pillars that we stand for, and it's all about bow hunting. We preserve bow hunting, we promote bow hunting, and we protect bow hunting. Hmm. And that's what we're all about. We've got a new logo. We want people to know, hey, we're still Pope and Young, but here's what we are now. Here's what we want to be for the next 60 years. Yeah. Very nice. So, Chris, let me ask you this. As somebody who's been in the industry for uh, a long time, uh, up until this point, what was your, what was your idea of Pope and Young? Well, I've always been a supporter of of anything that had to do with Pope and Young or Boone and Crockett or any of that. I've always felt that there should be a system and by which things were measured. There should be a, you know, no different than the NRA. You know, everything has its place. I've been a part of the National Wild Turkey Federation for years and years and years. Everything has its place, and 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 people need to support what they believe in and what they what they do. You need to always put your money where your mouth is. You know, if you support something, support it wholeheartedly and go after it. I think there's uh, uh, the great thing that I like about like Pope and Young, Boone and Crockett, NWTF is they're always trying to work towards the greater good of of what we as hunters and outdoorsmen and conservationists feel is important. And I think there's always there always needs to be a strong voice for that because as we know, there's always people out there trying to take that away from us, and we have to have strong voices that that go out and fight for us and try to keep our freedoms of being able to do things and uh, we all need to get in, get behind it and support it 100% and I you know I've always felt that way I've always been a big supporter of all these organizations that put their money where their mouth is so but some don't yeah no you said it I mean people are coming after us as hunters as outdoors men and women um, the antis are coming they're they're chipping a little bit away over here and they don't come you know, it's not a full frontal assault. It's it's chipping away over here, and they're gonna they're gonna. How about oh, we'll just we'll just take a little bit away from the bear hunters over here. We'll just take a little bit away from the bow hunters over there. We'll just take a little bit away over here, and they're slowly chipping away at our hunting rights and our outdoor you know traditions and and mm-hmm. our entire uh, you know lifestyle, if you will. And and we were looking around, and there is not an organization you know for the firearms industry we have the nra and for some of the other industries there are are good 
solid organizations to step up and, and do that fight. And there's not a leader on the national scene for bow hunters. Right. Pope and Young's always been there. We've always looked out for bow hunters, but it's just never, it was always just something part of something that we did just being the Pope and Young club. Now all of a sudden we're taking a more active approach and you know, that's one of the things you know, on, on the preserve spectrum, we have the the largest selection of North American records in in the world. You know, we're that's us. That's what we were founded on, and and the sole purpose was to get hunting seasons, bow hunting seasons, in place across the country and Correct. across North America. Uh, we're well, now successful. Now it's not even North America. Now, I mean, Russia's yeah, using yeah, our books Russia and, yep. uses our stuff. So and and that's great. You know, we're working up in as Greenland. You know, so there's. A lot of things that, that we do behind the scenes nobody really knows about, and we're not, you know, waving the flag. So shame on us. Um, you know, so the preserve, we, we've got the records. This new partnership with Bass Pro Shops, Johnny Morris and his team, we're excited about it. We're literally expecting that museum to see more visitors in a day than what we would see in in six months or a year where we were and it was a phenomenal I'm facility sure. and i loved it i loved going through it i love seeing it i mean i love the everything from the polar bear to the art young bow i mean it was amazing but not enough people saw it. now that when you start talking about preserving bow hunting that's that's a big part of it we'll have the national bow hunter museum and we're so excited about that and we're so excited people are going to get to see that a lot of people now i stopped by I had never actually got to go, and I was driving through Missouri, um, the godforsaken state of Missouri. Hey, hey. <laughs> That's where Chris is from. But, no, I was driving across Missouri, and I'm like, well, I want to swing into Springfield. Never got to see this. Our museum's going to be moving there. And so I walked through the Bowhunting Museum, and shameless plug for this week. I mean, if you're in the area, get a day pass, because I was walking through there, and I'm like, oh, that's MR James Bear, you know? He'll be there. That's, yes. That's, you know, so-and-so's bear. They're going to be there at our convention next week. Yes. I mean, these guys, Pope and Young has such a rich history in bow hunting. And, and you know, I, I think maybe Chris is probably right on that 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 same fringe that that, uh, that you are probably, of that just just young enough to not have seen what Pope and Young did in the beginning. Because right. if you ask anybody my generation, well, Pope and Young's a record book. That's all it is. Yes. Right. Now, if you ask anybody my dad's generation and up, they're like, oh, dude, we wouldn't be bow hunters without Pope and Young, you know? Right. Right. And so Chris might be right on that that age fringe of that kind of idea behind Pope and Young being just a record book. Um, but you said it best yourself. You, you know, you said, you know, I never understood that somebody had to create these bow seasons. I just always took that for granted. I'm a bow yeah. hunter for 30 years. And yeah. when I wanted to start bow hunting, there was already a season. Yeah. I, it had never dawned on me that there was ever a time where you couldn't bow hunt. There wasn't a bow season. Right. I, I'm a little older than both of you. Uh, not a lot, but a little older. At, at 53, I've seen some of the progression. Obviously, when I started, there was archery seasons. But there was, uh, I can remember when Kansas didn't even allow non-resident hunters. Yeah. That reminds wow. you how long that goes back. You know, now it's one of the most popular states in the country for big whitetails. Yeah. So there's, you know, I've seen some of that progression. So I've lived through some of that. And uh, um, I've watched the early days of when when people uh, did take for granted that, okay, well, 
okay, I kill a, an animal that scores 125, say for a whitetail, he goes in a Pope and Young record book. That's all they thought, that that's what that was, right. it's a Pope and Young record book. Well, there's so much more that goes into it that, that people didn't know, and, and that's the preservation part of keeping what we love. And it's not just the hunting aspect. It's the fact about archery. You know, and I'm going to use a little bit from from Fred Bear, being there's going to be some honor here this weekend for Huge. Fred inducting yes. and yep. so and and I'm very proud and honored to be a part of that for for Bear Archery. Um, kind of taken back a little bit, really, because you know I never had the opportunity to meet Fred. I've had a couple of opportunities to do it and didn't take the chance to do it. And the first three animals I shot was with a 73. Uh, super Kodiak. So, I mean, nice. you know, I've got some history there, but it's it's such a uh, passionate thing that Fred had out there. He wanted people to be, one, involved in archery, yes. period. Whether you were a hunter, whether you were a, a, a target shooter, or whether you were just a backyard enthusiast out shooting your bow with your family, he, he was all about get involved in archery. Mm-hmm. And, and what a great entrepreneur and, and someone's lifestyle. He, he practiced what he preached mm-hmm. every day of his life. And, I, and we could all learn a lot from that as, as hunters and outdoorsmen if we just, just take a little bit of that and go, look, I want to get more involved. You don't have to be every day of your life, but get more involved and, and put your money where your mouth is and be a part of this so that the organizations can grow and our sport can grow and we can get our young people, our wives – other people that want to be a part of it that maybe just didn't have a way to get involved to get involved and to see just how much fun archery can be whether you shoot in your backyard or whether you take a trip to alaska and go stomping after a bull moose either way it's it's still archery now that's one of the biggest misconceptions since working with pope and young that that i've learned you said shoot a 125 that's the minimum for a typical whitetail is 125 Mm -hmm. And, and sure, I mean, we, we keep track of the records and we have, you know, the, the 250s roll in and the 240s roll in and the, you know, whatever roll in. But, but 125 is the minimum for a typical whitetail. But when you think Pope and Young, you just think, oh, they just care about the giants. They don't care about, you know. Well, if you've hunted for five, six years, you've probably at least seen a 125 in the woods. And so that's, that's probably the biggest misconception I've heard. Or, or that I felt was that Pope and Young is just all about the big giants. No, we just want to see mature animals taken with a bow. Yeah, it's, you know, and we're all about the animal. It's There's a lot of organizations, a lot of great organizations out there that are all about the hunter. And with Pope and Young, that's the one thing that that we've been very consistent with throughout our 60 years is we're here to honor that animal, mm-hmm. to respect it as a mature, you know, uh, good representative of of that species, and that's that's what we're all about so back to the three pillars what is pope and young's kind of drive behind each one of those pillars you know uh first one's just preserve is is you need to remember where you came from and i think a lot of you know there's a lot of new bow hunters lately and um I, i think it's good for them to recognize hey here's how you were afforded these opportunities and uh you know if you look at the promotion um, just like Fred Bear, you were just talking. Fred was a great ambassador for the sport. He was a great ambassador not just for bow hunting, but for hunting, for getting out in the woods. You know, he wanted you to participate in archery, but he also was was famous for saying, "Hey, just get outside with a bow or not. Just just get outside, spend some time outside." And so, as an ambassador there, we want to continue that, and we want to promote archery and and especially bow hunting. You know, if if there are people out there that, 
you know, have never touched a bow, we want to give them an opportunity to introduce them to, to a bow. If there are people who maybe they're target shooters now and they've always just wondered about bow hunting, you know, we want to promote bow hunting to them so sure. that they recognize, man, there's, you know, the sport that I love, there's even more avenues to enjoy it. And then for the folks that, you know, there's a lot of hunters in this country that aren't necessarily bow hunters. They're not against it. They just don't do it now, you know. Right. And it's, you look, it's a great way to expand your opportunity to get out in the in the woods, yeah. you know. And there's there's people out there, that, well, I just hunt with a rifle. And that's great, you know. We're all hunters. Yeah, right. But, right. you know, hey, take, take a look at archery. Take a look at bow hunting. It's you know if you're ready for that next pinnacle that next challenge, it's it's definitely worth a look. Absolutely, you know the you, you talked about everybody's a hunter. Uh, the the cool thing about archery that intrigued me as a kid um, was the fact that you, you there's so many so many opportunities earlier than when the gun season comes in. Um, there wasn't near as many hunters if you will, back in the day that archery hunted. So you had more yes. opportunity and you still have more opportunity to be honest with you. You do. Yes, you do. Um, but you look at elk hunting for the most part, your best elk hunting is during the archery season when they're really peak bugling. Yep. When, when the, the onset of the rut is really rocking and rolling. There's so many things that an archer can take advantage of as yeah. a hunter that can better, maybe have a better opportunity than what you could during during a, a gun season. And I'm not a – I love long-range rifle hunting. I enjoy – you know, I was just showing – I enjoy messing with that stuff. I like yeah. every aspect of it. I'm primarily a bow hunter, but I like every aspect of hunting. But I can tell you that the, probably the best hunting that I've ever had and experiences I've ever had – being a bow hunter and having animals up close and personal and that's where you learn the most about oh, the yes. animal and can really take advantage of learning the little ins and outs of how they operate and be a better you makes yourself a better hunter period it, in the it story. does you get that it's it's a more intimate approach it's not in and, and it's you talk about different ends of the spectrum you know from long range rifle hunting seeing how far you know you can make a good effective shot to you know you look at traditional archery which Amen. it's not how far you can shoot it's how close you can get right you know hey oh i'm at 30 yards you know what i need to be at 23 and you yeah, know everybody has 10 yeah hey man if i get to 10 yards i'm gonna look like a pretty good shot with the bow yeah um so you look at that and 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 we respect the them all. They all have their place. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for us here at Pope and Young, you, you know, we we really appreciate that intimacy, that getting to ten yards. There's, you know, I, I I do a lot of different things. I rifle hunt, I shotgun hunt, I bow hunt, and so for me, it's interesting because there are days where you're out there and 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 let's say you're with a rifle, you're on an elk hunt or a, or a deer hunt. Yeah, 150 yards for a lot of people, it's game over. Mm -hmm. You know, it's time to remember which pocket of your pack that knife's in. Mm -hmm. Well, when you're bow hunting, 150 yards. The hunt begins. It's You're just, it may begin, or you may not even have an opportunity. Or you may, may be, be 150 <laughs> yards and the game is over. Exactly. And so it's that intimacy that you get between 150 yards and 10 yards where you, you now have, instead of just pulling a trigger and, and throwing it in the truck, you now have you know, two hours or four days, you start looking at some of these guys, they're hunting the same mule deer buck for a week and a half. 
sometimes multiple years. Yes. You know, if that if that deer survives a winter, absolutely, they go back in there. You know how animals are. They, oh. They're creatures of habit. They're creatures of that area. And you go back in there and you hunt him the next year if he's still oh. alive, you know, and you're you're working at it and working at it. And pretty soon, no yep. different than a five or six-year-old whitetail. Exactly. You know, you yep. see him at three and a half, you pass him up, he hits four and a half, and you're like, hey, I, that, that deer is where I would like to take him at. Yeah. You don't get him shot that year. He survives, he gets to five and a half, and all of a sudden, now you've got this cat and mouse chess game, if you will, that you're playing with this animal for multiple years oh, to yeah. get him inside that 30-yard range so you can put a, a broadhead through him and and what an experience and what an adrenaline rush for the bow hunter absolutely now before we because i'm excited to 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 kind of talk about crossbows um for the first time ever (laughs) but but uh before we get into that you know you said it jason and and you talked about how we want to be the promoters of all bow hunters and and you know for a long time pope and young has been viewed as elitist Uh, uh you know a lot of our guys you know, travel to the Brooks Range of Alaska and, and do all these things. And, and then you've got your guys who are backyard bow hunters in Alabama, and they think, well, I'm not a Pope and Young guy. They well, are a Pope and well, Young guy. Well, if you're guy. a bow hunter, you're a Pope and Young guy. Yeah. And that's really what we want to what we want to work to create is just being that voice of, of all bow hunters yes. uh, across the world. You know, whether you shoot a, a $2,000 Hoyt, whether you shoot a, a bow you bought off of Amazon for 150 bucks, you know, whatever. If you shoot a bow... You belong in Pope and Young, absolutely. And, yes. and and I can say that for even bear archery, uh, you know, this is the bear archery podcast. But I'll say it: even if you don't shoot a bow, just shoot a bow, a bear bow, just shoot a bow. You know, I, yeah. I don't care. Um, I would rather you see. I would rather you see you shoot any bow than than not shoot any bow. So we want to be the voice and the protectors of all bow hunters, not just not just the you know the quote unquote elite bow hunters. No, we are the voice of today's bow hunter, and you know. Once again, we're, we're working on the preservation. We've been doing that for 60 years. We've been promoting archery for a long time. And, you know, we've had the very good fortune to work with, you know, the, the legends. The guys that started bow hunting in North America are the same guys that started Pope and Young. And so we had the legends. We had the icons. You know, I mean, you talk about archery. It doesn't get any more iconic than Fred Bear. No. And, you know, our history is why we're so pleased to, to be partnering with Bear Archery because Fred Bear obviously was a big part of Bear Archery. He was and also he was the man. <laughs> he was the man. He is also a big part of Pope and Young and where we came from. Our trust fund is named. It's it's if you join that, you're in the Fred Bear Society. That's how instrumental he was in our club. He was the first major donor to that trust fund. Mm-hmm. And you know, he saw even then we need to be looking to the future. Right. And now it's, you know, decades later, it's the future from their perspective. From our perspective, we're looking to the future. And now we're looking, hey, what do we do now? We need to protect the opportunities we have. And, you know, we're not everywhere all the time, but we want to be available to everyone all the time. If, if you're listening to this and there's an, an issue that's affecting bow hunting in your backyard, we want to hear from you. Call us, email us. Call us, out. email us, reach out, let us know. If we can if if we need to take the lead and be the point on something, then we can do that. If we need to get you in touch with the people who need to take the lead, we can do that. It's up to all of us. It's up to all hunters yes. to band together. We can't do this. You know, you talk about crossbows and you know, we don't allow crossbows in in our record books. 
we also don't allow rifles mm -hmm. or, you know, if you hit it with your RV, you know, we don't take that either, but, um, we're all about archery, but we're not opposed to people rifle hunting. We're not opposed to people crossbow hunting. Just every, every piece has their place in the outdoor. Exactly. Industry. And so I think that's, you know, a, a change is Pope and Young's had, uh, you know, we have our stance on crossbows and it's, we believe they're a, a, a great tool. It's just not a vertical bow for our record book purposes. Doesn't mean that, that we don't appreciate people spending time outdoors. Well, that's just it. I think the biggest the biggest key here, biggest takeaway is is we want people to be hunting, yes. enjoying the outdoors. Um, whether it's taking your bow in your backyard or going on a hike, going to a tack shoot, doing anything you know that has something to do with archery outside. If a, a guy has an injury and uh, can't shoot a vertical bow, by all means, pick up a crossbow and learn to shoot it and become effective and, and, and hunt. Get out and hunt. You know, support hunting rights. That's important. Um, everything has its place. And like you said, I'm, I'm the same way. I mean, I, I personally do not hunt with a crossbow, haven't, but I do rifle hunt. I do shotgun hunt. I love to traditional shoot. Uh, I'm not good at it, but I love to do it. Yeah. Um, I'm primarily a bow hunter, but I want to support each and every person in any way that they want to go out and enjoy the outdoors. If it's just throwing on a backpack and taking a walk in the mountains, do that, please. Get outdoors and enjoy what, what God gave us to enjoy. You know, this is where my mind changed on crossbows forever, for, for Pope and Young at least. I was talking on the phone with a guy, and, and uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but, but he said, so you're telling me if somebody went and fought for our country and blew an arm off, they shouldn't be able to come home and hunt with a crossbow. I said, that is not what I said whatsoever. That's not what Pope and Young says whatsoever. They're just not allowed in our record books. And the moment he said that, I was just like, I, I would love for them to hunt with a crossbow. They're just not welcome in our record books. Same with my dad. He can't bow bow back anymore. Chris sent him a crossbow last year. Praise God, he still gets to go out and bow hunt. Yeah. I mean, he, he just can't pull a bow back anymore. I, I'd rather see my dad shoot a crossbow than not shoot a bow at all. Um, they're just uh, that's not, a coin flip. but you know. <laughs> <laughs> They're just not accepted in our in, in the Pope and Young record books. Yeah, and, and it's okay. It's, it's you know, we're, we're out there fighting for bow hunters, and there's... I think the riff is there's there's been some some areas where you know crossbows uh, we have guys who spend years you talked about trad shooting you know it can take years to master that craft and, and never master it. and never master it. to to we won't even say master we'll say be proficient with it right and so there are guys who shoot their bows their their recurve every single day to try to get proficient with it and and then all of a sudden now they're put in the exact same uh you know season if you will as someone who spent three minutes and is and is dialed in at 100 yards mm -hmm. and it's not this in in their mind it's not the same level of commitment it's not the same level of dedication so i you know that's that's where they're going and so as long as it doesn't detract from from bow hunting opportunities hey more power to you. It's real easy for me is, is, you know, from Oregon, crossbows aren't allowed in bow season. So for me, it's very, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's not an issue. It's not an issue for where I'm from. Right. You know, Pope and Young falls <clears throat> kind of right into that category. So, um, but once again, we're, we're not opposed to them. We just, everyone has their place. 
Right. So now before we move on, let me uh, let me just mention our friends over at Three Rivers Archery. Again, great friends oh, of Pope and Young. Yes, they are. Great friends of Bear Archery. Mm. Um, those guys are the largest um, traditional distribution you can go to in, in America. So same day shipping um, and, and just experts. That's what I love about them. Experts. Uh, when I made the switch into shooting a recurve, they got tired of me calling because I'm like, hey, what do I do about this? What do I do about that? What do I do about this? <laughs> yeah. But they're so quick to answer questions. So whether you're ordering product or not, the guys at, at Three Rivers are just a wealth of knowledge on all the products they, they sell and uh, because they use it themselves. So go check out Three Rivers uh, because if it comes to traditional archery, they have it. So, uh, and, and again, just good friends of the show, good friends of Bear, good friends of Pope and Young. So go check out Three Rivers Archery. Um, so Jason, what is, what's next for Pope and Young? What's next for Pope and Young? You know, I think the big thing now is we need to let people know. We need to let bow hunters know that that we're still here, but we're making a change. That we are moving forward with these new pillars. That we are moving forward to preserve, promote, and protect bow hunting, and uh, and what they can expect from us. We're still going to have our big convention. You want to see the most amazing animal display oh. swing by reno i mean Dude, I when walk, you see remy warren walk into a room and go holy, holy crap sm- yeah exactly i'm like i did Dude, that yesterday i'm like you're yes. remy warren and he's blown away he's blown away <laughs> i walked in there and i'm like holy yeah it's amazing it's, yeah it's a, we a 10 new world records 10 10 that's amazing i i, I I can't even fathom that. You know, I, I you just always hear about the good old days. Yeah, and, that big horn is just. I of course I'm a sheep guy. I love yeah. sheep, and that thing just just makes me want to mortgage the house and uh, Going take off yeah, on another just, sheep hunt. Yeah, you just about need to nowadays <laughs> with the sheep hunt. That, so. That's the sad thing about it is, you know, yeah. we look at what happened in the past, and we were talking about that this morning. Uh, Dylan and I were, and you know talking about uh, people that have killed the big 29 and, and all that. Yeah. And it's amazing. And of course I would love to do that. It would it'd be, it'd be awesome. Uh, today's dollar value is way different than it was back in the day, but is, was it about the same it, it cost was, for the, for the same amount of money you were making? I mean, yes. let's just think about where it's come from really. And truly things don't cost anymore. We just make more money. So, in a nutshell, yeah. it's kind of in the same place, yeah. but we look at that dollar figure and we go, oh my gosh. But you know, I always looked at it this way. You can't take any of it with you and you live one time in life. Yeah. Well, and if you decide you want to go do an adventure hunt, go do an adventure hunt. Pick pick the the number one thing on your bucket list and go do it. I did that with a doll sheep a few well, years ago and it's like, I am so tickled to death that I did. It was, uh, I was lucky I killed the sheep of a lifetime and, and uh, I've got that memory forever. Well, and Aaron, Aaron Schneider, one time I heard on his podcast, he said, he said, uh, I get phone calls all the time. How do you afford all these hunts? How do you afford all these hunts? He's like, that's what I spend my money on. Like, right. I don't, don't get coffee every day. Yeah. He's like, I he's like, if you, six bucks yeah, and put it in the can. He's like, if you talk, that's exactly what he said. He said, dude, I dip Copenhagen. And if I want to go on a hunt, I'll quit dipping for how, you know, two weeks, two months, save money. Yeah. You know, if I, if I really want to go on a hunt, I'll make a way to go on that hunt. Yep. And, and you know, I, I won't. I'll skip vacation, family vacation for the year to save up for a hunt or, or, or whatever. It's doable. Yeah. You just got to sacrifice. And so, I mean, how much is it, it worth to you? Exactly. It's, you know, and, and I'm extremely guilty of that because if there's there's one, if if this year ever gets here, I, I'm, I'll probably just hunt every single day and it's next year. 
and I'm so guilty of saying, oh, y'all don't have time this year, but next year I'm going to go on this hunt. Next year I'm going to go on that hunt. It may not be a next year. That's the thing. And I saw a very powerful video one time put out by uh, the founder of, of Pope and Young's first corporate partner. And it was a video of all about... Who was the first corporate partner? That was Kuyu. And Jason Hairston, their founder, put out a very a, a video of him talking about don't wait. Tomorrow's not guaranteed if you want to do the hunt, just like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. If you have to mortgage the house, Incredible. do it because you now is the time. It yep. will never get any any easier. It will never it won't get any, get any cheaper. No, nope. won't get any cheaper. And you're not going to get younger. Nope. And and when you when you see a video like that of somebody committed to the outdoors committed and he loved sheep hunting and so you see somebody like that um and you see the video and he's no longer with us right it, it, man talk about some perspective talk about smack yeah. you in the face especially, perspective. especially when he's no longer with you no more yeah right and so well and i heard don jr talk about it. he's like dude i was on the hunt with him the week before yeah like you know and i didn't know this is the last time i'll ever hunt with him you right. know yeah we never and, and, know and he said literally you know he said 10 minutes before i got the phone call that he had passed away I was texting him back and forth about our next hunt, like making plans, and then he's gone. And and so you never know. Yeah. Man, this took a, a turn. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's no life, no, life does that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. But that is what Pope and Young's all about, though. Yeah. Don't it, waste is that it. creating opportunities for you to, to go. Yes. And it's, you know, I, I may never get to go sheep hunting, but even with that being said, I want to make sure that that opportunity is there for others, for you guys. Yeah, I want to make sure that's op- that opportunity for is there Chris. for my nieces. Yes, for me. Because if he mortgages yeah. his house and then he can't sheep hunt, then we don't want to say that too loud. My wife might be listening. <laughs> yeah, it's um, no, and it's you know uh, one of our board members, John Gardner. He he always said because we were talking about it, and and you start looking at you know these sheep hunts, and and some of these things are fifty, sixty, eighty thousand dollars for for one hunt. And it's not a guaranteed hunt. It's not no. like I pay my money and I'm guaranteed a sheep, especially with a bow. And he told me, he says, you know what? He said, years ago, like 30 years ago, somebody that a sheep hunt was five grand. And he says a new pickup was five grand. And he said, well, I'm going to have to wait until they, they come down in price. And somebody told him they will always be that same thing. A sheep hunt will always be a pickup. And even nowadays, it's yeah. fifty, sixty thousand bucks. New pickups, fifty, sixty thousand bucks. Exactly. Well, Frank so. Noska, dude. Frank Noska is is on his third trip of the North American Super Slam. Out, outstanding. I mean, he's only That's, four animals away from his third round of the North American Super. Third Slam. round. <laughs> third round. <laughs> I'm, and, I'm like four animals into my first round. And he said that. Yeah. He said, "Dude, I drive a, you know, a, a 2001 pickup. I yeah. carry liability insurance on it. I live in a very moderate home." I spend my money on hunting. I'm not going to buy a new pickup every year because I want to go hunting. Yeah. And that's why he has all those opportunities. Yeah. Right. Learn that to not live Alaskan, above your means. Uh, an Alaskan <laughs> pilot. So. Well, he, he, you know, he lives in Alaska because he moved there for the hunting for opportunities. Hunting. Yeah. I have this tried is, to convince my wife of that for the last five years, and you know that's gotten nowhere. Yeah, yeah. Good luck getting <laughs> that traction. It's, it's, that's a level of commitment that most people don't have, which is why he's on his third round. Yeah. So now before I ask you this, um, I I know I can speak on behalf of Chris and all of us and all of bear archery. Um, we're super excited. Bear archery, super excited to work with the club. It's a, it's a, the most natural fit maybe ever for bear archery to work with Pope and young. Uh, so what does it mean for Fred bear to be in 
being inducted into the Hall of Fame this weekend? It's, you know, this is something that came about, um, you know, our board recognized the need for a Pope and Young Hall of Fame. And how long ago was that? That was Hall of Fame burst. Uh, it'll be Friday. So these are the first inductees into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, which is why we probably can't even talk about them yet. But um, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things. It, the need was there. We recognize the need to have the, the Pope and Young Hall of Fame. And there's other organizations that do that that we're partners with, the Archery Hall of Fame. And and so we, it, we were walking a fine line. We didn't want to step on anyone's toes, but we need to honor those that, that built this organization. And so it came about, the board approved it. We had everything ready to go in Virginia last year to do the first ever Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Um, Ted Nugent was coming out to uh, accept one of the awards uh, on behalf of actually Fred. And um, everything was set up, and then obviously COVID happened. So here we are a year later, fast forward a year, we're in Reno, um, that award ceremony is Friday night and it just, it's a culmination of some of the, some of the icons of the industry and the people who really built Pope and young from the ground up the blood, sweat, tears to get us to this 60, you know, to get us to the, to the 20 year mark so that we could get to 40 so that now we can celebrate 60 here. In That's Reno. awesome. Yeah. Who else is being inducted? Um, I can't find out till Friday. Come to Reno. Come to Reno. You could be the very first one. Otherwise, well, that'll be another show. Yeah. So <laughs> come to Reno and yeah. figure it out. But Fred Bear will be one of the first inductees into the Hall of Fame. Fred Bear will. Couldn't be a better fit. No, and we're and we're so excited. You know, Bear Archery has been a longtime supporter of the club. We appreciate it. Longtime proponent, obviously, of of archery and bow hunting, and and so we're so excited to be partnered with you guys and. Uh, and have we're you excited to be a part of it. So I'm excited to be a part of it. I'm very honored to be here and uh, looking forward to the whole week. And well, and I think Bear Archery, and and I'm not by any means putting any other archery company down here, but I think Bear Archery has a vision of the greater good as archery as a whole. And what I mean by that is when Bear Archery puts out a new catalog, I can literally look through that catalog and say, "Oh, there's a new bow for my kid. Oh, there's yes. a new bow for my wife. Oh, there's a new bow for me." On the compound and traditional side, ooh, I can order that crossbow for my dad. Ooh, there's a new, you know, I mean, there's something every year, whether you're four years old just getting into the sport or whether you're traveling to the Brooks Range of Alaska to go hunt caribou. I mean, there's a bow for everyone in the bear archery lineup, which is the mission. Correct. Everybody involved. Papa right. Bear would be proud he would. of that. Yes, and I was going to say, Mr. Fred Bear, that, that was his vision a long time ago. He, he was a true visionary person. He, he wanted to look at every aspect, you know, from, from the top end guy to the person just getting started yeah. and the person trying to get into, you know, maybe teaching their kids in their backyard. That was his big thing. Let's get everybody. I've always said, you know, if you look at it, extraordinary hunts are measured a lot in the same way as extraordinary people, extraordinary lives. You know, it's it's people out there that are ordinary that take extraordinary measures to make yeah. something happen. And Fred Bear was one of those guys. He was a visionary. He was a conservationist. He was a hunter. He was a people person. He wanted everyone involved. And I don't know, you know, and he, and he was a pioneer. I mean, if you look at it in history, yes, there was people that came before him as bow hunters, but he's one guy that truly 
And I think anybody that's in archery, no matter where you stand, what bow you shoot, will look at it and say, Fred Bear had to have had some kind of impact on your life as a bow hunter. Yeah. If he didn't, you, you, you can't you can't be much of a bow hunter. I don't mean to say that in a bad way, but he had to have had some impact on everybody's life at some point as a bow hunter because he almost single-handedly pioneered what we know as modern-day bow hunting. It's, what, what year did he pass away? 1987. 1987. It's, um, you know, it's one of those things, and, you know, we're around a lot of guys who were who were here 60 years ago, and, and you know, when you talk to Harv Ebers, he he's hunting with Fred Bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, a little bit mind-blowing, but you look at that, and... And the thing that blows you away is here's a guy who was, I mean, up on the pinnacle, and every single person you talk to he says, oh, he was such a nice guy. He was never too busy to stop and talk to a kid about bow hunting or exactly. about archery. And you just look at it, and it's like, you know, some of the, some of the you know, quote-unquote names today, I, I, it would be nice if, if some of them took a little, little more of that page out of Papa Bear's playbook well and i've heard that from i've heard that from several people you know fred eichler told me stories about you know him just being a kid and and a a nobody but but fred bear would stop and get on his knee and talk to you like you were the best in bow hunting like just made you feel like you're the reason we bow hunt you know and and you know harv just just had nothing but but just the most genuine things to say about about fred um i actually told him a funny story uh in Harv's house, he's got a picture of a of a Fred standing behind a giant moose, and it says, "Not a giant, but will feed a hungry camp." And I'm like, "Oh, that's a funny picture." He said, "No, you don't even know the story." So Harv had killed the new world record moose. Four days later, Fred Bear kills it and sends him a postcard saying, "Not a giant, but it'll feed a hungry camp." And he had just broken his world record <laughs> four days after he got it. So that's a nice way of saying in your face. <laughs> so Harv said, "My claim to fame is that I." I had four days of world record, and Fred took it from me. There you go. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, go check out Pope and Young. Head over to their page um, because they're going to be putting out some stuff over the next two weeks to, to really outline uh, what these new pillars are all about. Go check out that new brand because um, it's I'm a little partial, but it's good looking. And, you know, come come check it out. Come on, check out Reno. We've got shooting lanes. You want to shoot one of the new bare bows? Yeah. We've got shooting lanes right at the end of the exhibit hall. And you can shoot with Jason Roundsville and Chris Parrish themselves live and in person. No video, please. No videos. Jason, <laughs> Jason said... We'll have a little will, shoot off. Okay, Jason said right. he will sign Recurve autographs only. from 2 to 3. Oh, <laughs> from 2 to 3 p.m., Jason will sign autographs, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a shoot off with trad equipment. Uh, we better have some big targets. We're and, only 10 yards. Come on. Uh, we need big targets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate being here with yeah, you guys. Same Absolutely. here. Go check out Pope and Young. Um, they want to stand for you as a bow hunter. So if you're a bow hunter, go check them out before we quit. Um, huge shout out to our friends over at Coa optics. Jason here is a Swarrow guy. I don't know how long he's had that problem, but, um, Coa optics has just been phenomenal friends of mine for a long time. Make great glass. And Jason here, they're at Pope and young. So Jason gets a week to go look through their spotting scopes and change his mind. So, uh, go check out Coa optics for all their optics because they are some fine Japanese glass guys. Thank you for listening. And if you're in the Reno area, Come check us out, find us, hang out with us, and have a good time. What time does things kick off today? 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock today. What time do they wrap up today? 
Seven. Seven-ish. Our welcoming ceremony is at six? Yeah. So my, You know what? I think the exhibits are open till five, and then we have dinners, and, and tonight there's a barbecue. And so there's a lot going on this whole week. We've got yep. things all the way through Saturday night. We've so. got speaking engagements from Remy Warren. Oh, yeah. Andrew McKean, Michael Waddell. We've got Dennis Dunn, who is on his tw- – he has one animal to go on his 29 for Fully trad. instinctive. Yeah. Fully yeah, instinctive. Yeah. Yep. So – I mean, guys like Frank Noska. Frank yep. Noska, who we talked about third third round, he'll be here. Uh, John doing Fossil, engagement. yeah, talking about big Jack you Frost. Go hunt dangerous game. So, a lot of lot of great great a lot of expertise. great vendors too. Yeah, a lot of great vendors. We've got Bear Archery. Bear we've Archery. Got, we've got uh, oh, I can't even start naming them. There's Back a, and bikes. A, oh yeah, um, you want to try a bike? We've got a spot. Oh lord. That's where we're They're heading fun. next. They're fun. That's where we're heading next. <laughs> Heather yelled at me. Heather's our event coordinator. She yelled at me because I was trying to ride him up the escalator. But I'm like, it'll make it, Heather. You got to try these things <laughs> yeah. out. Especially if it's moving up. Test. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just test drive. It. Yeah, test drive should be the worst, you know, 20 minutes of a vehicle's <laughs> life, in my opinion. Yeah. <laughs> guys, rental. thank you for... Rental car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you for listening. You guys have a great week. Make sure and, and tune in to everything Pope and Young's going to be releasing over the next couple of weeks. Um, you guys have a great week. Thanks so much. Thank you.